trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort. And hello, hello, welcome to the Topical Resort once again, as always. I am your host, Viper, and yes, after the ident would have been a perfect time to go live, except I sort of forgot there was an ident on. Um, as, as I've already mentioned many times on Discord, Twitter, blah blah blah, today is going to be another off-topic episode, obviously, because it is the end of the month, but as we know, or as I've mentioned enough at this point, it's the last off-topic of the season. So, unfortunately... Unfortunate. No, it's not for some people. But with that in mind, today on the Topical Resort, we'll be going off topic for one last time with some great Sega news. And speaking of great Sega, let's start off with some great Sega music. So from Res Infinite, this is Cycle of Silence, the Area X theme, right here on the Topical Resort.
And with that, officially, welcome to the off-topic episode of the Topical Resort for February. As always, I'm your host, Groove Vibrate, and for the next two hours, and maybe a bit, we bring you some of the absolute finest Sega tunes, as well as the absolute finest Sega news. So, um, earlier on I pointed out that basically like 10 minutes before the show, 20 actually requested this track, and I was sort of thinking, oh no, people are going to say that I copied him now, but um, I just want you to know, didn't copy 20 at all. I've had this planned as the uh, talk bed for the February off-topic for ages now, because I think it makes a really nice talk bed myself. But uh, yes, welcome to everyone in the chat room. We currently have quite a few people. We currently have Shaddix, we have Jamie, we have Aya, we have Twinny. We had a few other people earlier on. We had Electric Boogaloo. I think he's still here. Or at least listening. We had Mick. Had Lost Impact. All those lovely people currently in the chat room. And if you're currently listening through any other method, through podcast, hello to you. Listening perhaps, I don't know, through something else, hello to you too. If you're lurking, hello and welcome to the show. So we got we got a few p- bits of news to go through in this first talk bed right here. So as always, I'm going to go over to our good friends over at Sega Nerds to provide us with the news for this episode. Uh, that's an at. Oh uh, yes, you're right, I didn't copy 20. 20 copied me. Yeah, we'll go with that one, sure. Um, there's actually been quite a lot of news this past coming month in terms of Sega. It started off as a very slow month, but then towards the end of the month, just tons of news came out, and that's a good thing, because I always love having a lot of stuff to talk about, especially when it's a lot of stuff that, you know, it's not just like filler news, it's all very, very sort of uh, detailed news, not just like, oh, Sega are doing this like random thing which no one really cares about, because it's a lot more than that now. So we started off the month with possibly the funniest news I have ever seen. Ah, um, so Yakuza 6 was delayed to April. Now, um, I've talked about this before in the show, but I want to talk about it again, because it's it's pretty great. So uh, Yakuza 6 was delayed, and normally that'd be a horrible thing. Oh well, no, this game I've been really looking forward to is delayed. But uh, in this case, they somehow managed to make something great out of it, because they didn't announce it through like a website post, they didn't announce it through the official Sega Twitter, they didn't announce it through a tweet. What they did was they put up a tweet on Twitter, I know I said they didn't announce it for a tweet, but uh, I'll get to that. So they didn't announce it for a normal tweet, but instead they put up a tweet on Twitter where they screenshotted the Apple Notes app. That is in, you know, the notebook app you have on your iPhone or iPad or whatever. They screenshotted that, and that was the official announcement that Yakuza 6 has been delayed. A screenshot of someone's phone. So automatically the internet got on top of this news, and uh, it's very great news. Um, let's see if I still have the image. I might still have it somewhere. I will find. Yeah, look here it is. That is the image right there, the original one. Um, me and a few other people, but I think it was mainly me, because pretty much like five minutes after I tweeted them, they took it down. And um, <laughs> they they posted that, and then they took the tweet down, and then they resubmitted it with a Google Doc, so they like, took a print screen of a Google Doc instead. And that one would still be, still was incredibly funny, but nowhere near as funny as screenshotting the notes app for me. Which I just thought was like the, the cream on the top, it was absolutely hilarious for me. The, fa- <laughs> the fact that their, like, their big franchise had a game delayed and they feel the need to announce it through the least professional way possible. So yeah, that kickstarted the month of uh, February and if I just go here, basically along the lines of there will be a demo now because the game was delayed and it will be released actually on the 27th, which is on Tuesday. So next Tuesday you'll be able to get a Yakuza 6 
a Yakuza 6 demo if you're in the U UK, US or wherever. Basically, if you're in the West, you've got an opportunity to play the demo for this before it comes out. But um, also a good thing about the demo is you can actually transfer your data from the demo to the full game. And yes, but um, as we all know, there, sort of, there was a bit of tension in the Yakuza fanbase. For the most part, everyone was very happy that... No, it's getting delayed because it this sort of deserved isn't the right word, but a delay might have been much needed. And quite frankly, a delay could be a good thing because I'd rather have them, you know, take an extra month than sort of rush out a sloppy job. But the, the translators for that game are really good. Like they hire the best people, don't censor anything, they keep everything intact. So want them to take the best time they can because it's truly like one of the best translation teams for any game ever. They deserve all the time they can get. So yeah, that was Yakuza 6. Um, as for another long-awaited sequel to a great franchise, Valkyria Chronicles 4. Obviously, that was announced a few months back, but a prologue trainer finally released, and if I can find it, I will post it for you down in Discord once again. Speaking of Discord, if you want to join in all the conversation tonight, you know, all the stuff I'm talking about, come and, come and have a go at radioscgf Discord. You can talk to many of the other lovely people in here, and there's the trailer you'd like. So yes, aside from that, pretty much it explains a bit of what the game is going to be, and it will come out on... Really? Huh. So it comes out on PS4 March March 21st, and Nintendo Switch in summer in Japan, while the West gets it for Switch, PS4, and Xbox One later this year. So it's really coming out that soon, I'm quite surprised by that, I thought it'd be a bit later. And aside from that, what else do we have? I think there's one... Okay, yes, so this was actually a bit later in the month, but I thought I'd feature it now because it's not really massive news, and I actually have a track to play from it. So, if you may remember, earlier this year, Vanquish was ported to PC, the Platinum Games sort of cover shooter, was ported to PC after they saw success in Bayonetta's PC release earlier that year. Now, um, there was obviously that, but now there's been another sort of re-release of sorts of... Uh, the, the, I can't speak. There's been another re-release of sorts of... Vanquish, which is it's now available on Xbox One backwards compatibility. So if if you have an Xbox One and you have a 360 copy of the game, you can just pop it straight into your Xbox One and it will work. You can play it, and honestly, that backwards compatibility system is great. Like the original Xbox backwards compatibility, which was on the 360, was horrible, but they clearly learned from their mistakes with that one because they've now fixed it and made it the best it could possibly be. Yeah, with that in mind, that was sort of the early, aside from Vanquish, that was sort of the early news that hit us this February. And when when we come back after the break, we're getting into a bit more of the sort of mid-February news. But, uh, let, let's get in some music to kick off the uh, to kick off the next block, and then we'll be back with some more news. We won't be back with Hasty History because we don't do Hasty History on um, on these episodes. So um, a lot of you are going to question the song choice here, like, hmm, why would you pick this one? But um. It's not to do with the name, I actually really like the track. So, we're going to go for a track from Vanquish. So this is Crystal Viper Battle 1, right here on Radio Sega.
Records, only on Radio Sega. And that, and with, and with that, welcome to the off-topical result right here on Radio Sega. Let me just drag this track into the queue quickly. Okay, yes, and what you just heard there was an absolute tune from Yakuza Six: The Song of Life, aka Ryu Ga Gotoku Six. 
Inochi no Uta. That was Hands, the full spec edition. Another full spec edition that sort of went unnoticed because obviously we have a lot of full, or not a lot, but you know, the full spec editions are much loved here on Radio Sega. So a new one for Yakuza 6, I'm sure, will get many people excited. Hopefully, you know, you can you can push that one up in the charts if you want to. For that was a track from Vanquish, and I, I thought a lot more people would question the title than they actually did. That was Crystal Viper Battle 1. It's, it's an absolutely fantastic track, if you ask me. Just like all the tracks I'm going to be playing tonight. Yes, um, 20 says I think Sega Europe is is playing or has played Yakuza 6 during its Game Plus livestream. That is another point. Pretty much as soon as this show ends, if you want to go and check out Sega's Twitch channel, they're actually going to be doing a Game Plus livestream where they'll be raising money for special effect. Once again, a charity, which I've mentioned a few weeks ago, but I always agree with them, always love them. Go and raise some money for them. Absolutely awesome charity. And also, obviously, it's Sega, so they're going to have some cool stuff to show you, which, you know, I couldn't show you. I, I couldn't show you the new Yakuza 6 footage, because I don't have my hands on the game. Partly because I'm not Japanese. That, that'd certainly help. But yes, yeah, so now we are back, and we're going to be talking about some more news. So around the middle of the month, there was news about Pio Pio Tetris. Because, if you may remember last year, the English release finally came out after many overdue years. Because everyone wanted it, but there were licensing issues, and everyone laughed when when people made rumours about it coming to the West. When they make fake leaks and stuff, basically. But then, obviously, it came out, and now Puyo Puyo Tetris is coming to PC. In fact, it's coming to PC on Tuesday as well. So, on the same day Yakuza 6 demo comes to PS4, you'll be able to grab Puyo Puyo Tetris for your personal computer. Um, it's actually a very cheap port. I thought it would be a lot more expensive than it is, but it's actually surprisingly not that much money. It's like £15 here, which is really good considering the original Tetris on like Switch, which was the most expensive version, was somewhere around £35 in its heyday. So, obviously that's a very good price, £20 cheaper than the Switch version. But yes, February 27th, if you, if you want to go ahead and pre-order it, just, you know, go onto your Steam client and search up Puyo Puyo Tetris. It has control support, has keyboard and mouse support, has all that good stuff. And if you pre-order now, you get a 10% discount and some exclusive wallpapers as well as avatars. So if you're into that stuff, I guess, go ahead and pre-order it. Another thing was that, I think we talked about this last month, but uh, it's counted as February news according to this website. Supersonic was apparently going to originally be paid DLC, but the DLC is now permanently free in Sonic Forces. Uh, Sonic Forces had a lot of backlash anyway, but there was even more backlash when it turned out that Supersonic would be paid DLC when he has previously been included in all sort of mainline games. Caused backlash, tons of people complained, and they decided to make it free permanently. As I mentioned, because I specifically remember that mentioning this last time, I really wasn't that bothered about it being paid DLC. Like, it, I didn't know what the price would be. If it was a decent price, I wouldn't have minded it being paid DLC. I still agree to an extent. Like, yeah, um, I guess it should have been included in the game, but I'm not like super salty that it wasn't and it's DLC instead. Especially since now it's free, so go ahead and grab Supersonic because he'll be free forever. Unless they suddenly go back on that decision, which I highly doubt they will, because Sega like to stick to their word. Right? No, they, they will stick to this word. And other news, Mega Driver released a new album. For those of you who don't know, Mega Driver is like an awesome sort of, um... Is it... I can't remember if it's one... I can't remember if they're one person or a band. I think they're one person. 
and then a band as well. I don't know. Uh, Mega Drive's latest album includes a bunch of remixes of Sega Shoot'em Ups, Shmups, whatever you want to call them. So go ahead and check that out if you're a fan of metal or you're a fan of Shmups, just like our resident Veritex, except he's currently not here with us. So sad, so sad. Aside from that, I think... What else do we have? Ah, yes. Um... So, a new unofficial Dreamcast vs. Link cable is now available from Dreamcast Live. For those of you who don't know, there was like very few games that used it, but there was a like versus Link cable, sort of PlayStation 1 style, although if you had a PS1, you probably didn't have the Link cable either. Basically, it was a way to link two consoles together to do multiplayer, you know, just like the second controller port's for. But there were a few games that used it, for the most part it was practically unused, but because... Because no one ever used it, naturally no one bought it, therefore it's very expensive now. So this new unofficial one means if you want to get in some of that fighting game action or whatever other games you may want to play with this, you can be able to go ahead of doing that. And uh, yes, shmups is only fruit calls them. Yes, because shmups is pretty much the term that everyone agrees on because it's, it's a great term. I love saying the word shmups. So, um, on top of that, some more Sonic characters were announced for the new IDW publishing comic. So, for those of you who don't know, last month I announced, or I talked about a new character coming to the franchise called Tangle, who is a Lima, I believe, and now they've revealed two more characters. They revealed the wild, villainous skunk brothers, Ruff and Tumble. So, I'll go ahead and get a picture for that for you guys in the Discord. So, let's go down here. There we go. But yes, uh, that's a very bad vector, but it's still a vector of them at the end of the day. But yes, that is the new Sonic characters. Personally, I think they look pretty cool. As a lot of people said, like, sort of last last episode, not sure we really need more Sonic characters, but these guys are cool anyway, so I, th I think we'll keep them. Um, yeah, pretty much aside from that, they just have two sort of character profiles, two sort of... Um, I guess model sheets they'd probably be. Yeah. And look at the empty space on the left. Exactly 20. That's why I said it wasn't a very good vector. But yes, um, I think they look quite cool myself. I'm really excited to see what they do with the new IDW comic because so far from what I've seen, personally, it looks pretty cool. But uh, obviously, we'll be able to judge that once it's here. But now it's time for the request resort. And for those of you who don't know what a request resort is, it's where you can request music relating to the topic of the episode. But in this case, since we're off topic, there is no topic, so you can request any music. Video game related, of course. So you can request Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, my, uh, yeah, Nintendo, Sega, Microsoft, Sony, anything, really. You can, re you can request some C64, as obviously Jamie has done, that's no shock to anyone. You've got plenty of different choices. Any video game music will do. We have quite a few non-Sega requests, which, you know, I sort of encourage on these episodes because it's, it's something a little bit different to normal. It's a bit off the rails, so having some Sega, having some non-Sega music in here is all right. Aside from that, we got um, Electric Boogaloo once again beat out Jamie. Then after that, we have an outstanding request from about two months ago. I apologise, that one goes up to Twinny, who requested a track quite a while back. After that, we got one from Jamie, then we got one from Lost Impact, and then we got one from Sonic Adventure 2, which was my own. And then, 
if you obviously if you want to get in a request just send me a dm on discord radio slash discord or you can send me a message on twitter at radio sega at top grizzle at green viper eight send or at the green viper eight send some message using the hashtag top grizzle or maybe facebook facebook.com forward slash radio sega i guess uh email top at gmail.com we're getting back to that email a bit later on trust me or you can send it through a Radio Sega private message on the forums. I am Green Vibrate over there. All those different places, we'll be able to nab you a request. And um, oh, there's a lot, there's a lot of um, jank posting going on again in the Discord. But I think it's about time we got into some music. And also, Merko just sent me a track on this, uh, not on Discord, on Twitter. So I'll definitely get round to that. But in the meantime, let's kick things off with a track requested by Electric Boogaloo. This one is from Graffiti Rush 2, and this is Lai Havina. I think I probably pronounced that wrong, but uh, oh well, it's a great track anyway. So enjoy the music, and when we, when we come back, we'll be talking through some more news. But as for now, enjoy. Request results.
got a bit of a racing game block coming up next, so strap in and listen to some great Sega Racing tunes. Kicking it off with Crazy Taxi's Way Down the Line, as requested by Twinny. Told this one goes out to. <laughs> I told this one goes out to Rev Sig just to trigger him. So uh, enjoy this one, Rev.
after that slow tune, we definitely need a fast one. Turn this up because this is a tune. Well, that was accidentally an incredibly long music break. Yes, because you had so much stuff to request. Welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. We just heard that was from Sonic Adventure 2. That was an absolute tune, and uh, I said it because I requested it. That was Space Trip Steps for Meteor Herd, the awful level Meteor Herd, obviously the, the knuckle stage in space, which many people complain about because of just how difficult it is to get the emeralds. For that was a track from Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn. That was Divine Healing, as requested by Lost Impact. Before that, you already knew who it was who was going to be requesting that. That was Supremacy, the C64 version, the intro theme, as requested by, obviously, Jamie64326. Before that was a request which Twinny put into me about a few months ago, and I forgot to do it. But we play that one quite a lot on the show, but uh, definitely a tune anyway. From Sonic Rush Adventure, that was Sky Babylon Act 1 and 2 mix. The air horns intensified right there. For that, from Bayonetta, that was the Space Harry Infinite Climax mix. Now, obviously, we had a Bayonetta-themed episode last week, but TCB requested something from the first game. And I was thinking, hmm, what have I not played from the first game? It's an incredible track, and that one came to mind. Obviously, a remix of the Space Harrier theme from the arcade game. For that, from Ridge Racer. Remember that one? That was the Type 4 version of Ridge Racer. And more specifically, that song was Ridge Racer. One more win. Do we remember that one, or do we not remember that one? For that, from Gran Turismo 2, that was Moon Over the Castle, as requested by... Oh, sorry, uh, Ridge Racer was requested by Shaddix Croft. For that, from Gran Turismo 2, that was Moon Over the Castle, as requested by Mirko. An absolute tune. 
Just to trigger, Rav Sieg before that, from Sega Racing Classic, you may know that as the Xbox 360 release of Daytona USA, as the King Speed arranged version as requested by Iron1980. And the reason why it's called Sega Racing Classic is because they actually released the 360 and PS3 version of Daytona USA in arcades before it came out on consoles as Sega Racing Classic because they didn't have the Daytona license and as such they removed the lyrics referencing Daytona from the opening theme but remixed every other track. So when they bought it to Xbox 360 they added back in the lyrics and obviously kept the same tracks that's why I counted that one as Sega Racing Classic. Before that was a request from Twinny once again. That was a new request, not an outstanding one. That was Way Down the Line from Crazy Taxi, obviously a Offspring track. Before that from Gravity Rush 2, that is Electric Boogaloo told me to help pronounce it is Lehavina. Lehavina. Um, there's a lot of talk about, is this loud enough? There's a lot of talk about Ridge Racer, because obviously the Ridge Racer meme has been revived. Yeah, we don't remember that one. Oh well, anyway, so back to the news, which... That was a very long music break, by the way. I, I didn't intend for it to go on for that long. But back to the news, and let me just check what I meant to be reading. So, we... Around the middle of the month, there was a teaser on the Sega Hardlight... Not Sega Hard Girls, Sega Hardlight Twitter, because Hardlight Studios or Hardlight Games has now officially been bought by Twitter. They teased the Sonic Dash 5th Anniversary list, and... On that list was me, Blaze, Silver, Rouge, Shadow, Cream, Espio, Tails, Knuckles, Amy, that's Sonic from Another Dimension. All have ticked, but there's a bit of a cryptic clue. Then it turns out on the official Pac-Man Twitter, there was a teaser trailer with Pac-Man in a costume when he was playing the arcade game. And then he got a phone call from Sonic the Hedgehog, and naturally people put two and two together and figured out that Pac-Man would be coming to Sonic Dash. But on top of that, we also got another surprise in that Sonic was officially added to the mobile version of Pac-Man and got his own mazes and character and stuff, which is all very cool. So, Sega has officially teamed up with Namco to bring a official friendship between Sonic and Pac-Man. Yeah, move over Mario, no more Olympics for you, Pac-Man is here to stay. And I must say, I really like the combination of Sonic and Pac-Man. What a great combo. In other news, the Sonic movie was finally announced to have a release date. For those of you who don't know what I'm saying, finally. They first announced the Sonic movie back in 2014. They kept messing us about changing the release date, changing like the company producing it. But they finally gave us the release date of November 2019. Thank you. Just a reminder that um, the Sonic movie was actually announced when I first started school, and it will now be or it will now be released after I have finished school. That is how long it's taken to release. Five years since it was announced. Ouch. In other news, Shining Resist or Shining Renaissance Refrain was announced to be coming to the West this summer for PS4 and Switch. Obviously, the recent Shining games haven't got that much of a good reputation, but people absolutely love these games anyway and a a um a port to the west is definitely much appreciated on top of that we've also got actually have we got or am i saving this for later i can't remember okay no i'm not saving this for later so on top of that we also got the fact that as i mentioned sega are doing game blast this year so go and check that out on their twitch channel and on top of that afterburner 2's soundtrack is getting a vinyl release courtesy of data discs uh, we'll be getting into that a bit more in the next segment, actually. Ooh, ooh, teaser, teaser. Um, 
Yeah, uh, Mocha says, I bet the movie will turn out to be absolutely rubbish. Yes, it will be absolutely rubbish. Indeed. Um, oh my... <laughs> Mick just posted an image in the Discord and also hello to you, Mick, saying, oh, they should get a cease and desist letter from Sega, and it's some gym shirt that says, Bev's World, World Championship Gym in... I don't know how you pronounce that, but in New York, basically. And it's got a um, very clearly ripped off image of Vector the Crocodile on it. And um, obviously there's going to be jokes to be made here, because um, because Bev obviously is Rexy's real name, so everyone naturally jumped to this conclusion. Yes, uh... Mm, mm, no, Rexy just posted that she prefers Illumination to, to, to Sony. Mm, no, no, I can't trust that studio anymore. They make s just Sony have made some bad stuff, but Illumination just make complete garbage films. I cannot stand to watch Illumination movies. Uh, Electric Eagle says, "Will it be worse than that fan film with Jaleel White?" Um, hopefully, because that fan film with Jaleel White was awful, but it made for some great uh, riffing material. So that is great. Hopefully, it'll be worse than that because if it, if that happens, then we'll get some true we'll get some truly great memes out of that one. But um, yeah, you may have noticed the music breaks have actually been a lot longer than the talk beds. That's because I don't really have too much to talk about right now. But um, since we had news of the Sonic movie, I'm gonna play you an awesome track from the Sonic movie. And no, it is not look-alike because that is the go-to track from that movie. And quite frankly, I thought I'd switch it up a bit. So I wanted to play you the theme of South Island, however it's only about 30 seconds long. So instead I scouted you out a remix of South Island, which basically what it is, is it's more of a remaster than a remix, but it is 4 minutes long and it is absolutely excellent. So, from Arnon Elau, yeah Arnon Elau, this is South Island, right here, on the Topical Resort.
faces. And welcome back to the Top Quiz right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was a Eurobeat song, obviously. That was from Initial D Arcade Stage. That was Back on the Rocks, and that was requested by Mirko because he originally wanted it in the request block, but uh, I didn't have enough time in the request block. So instead, I stuck it in there because we needed our Eurobeat quota filled for this off-topic episode. Before that, from Pack Attack, the Mega Drive version, that was the theme of the normal mode. And before that, from Arnon Allow, that was his remix of South Island from the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, or OVA, or whatever you want to call it. But as you heard from our lovely announcer lady, it is time for the topical thesis. So for those of you who don't know what it is, it's where I take an opinion that I've come up with or I've heard from around the Sega community, and I give my spin on it. I give my three points for, my three points against, and I come to a justified conclusion based on my six points. And today's topical thesis, as always, for these off-topic episodes, is based on an opinion that I've heard from around the Sega community, obviously, but it's also based on the news which I've read out today. So with that in mind, today's topical thesis is, should more vinyls of Sega soundtracks be produced? Let's get into those three points for... It's good publicity for the other releases of soundtracks. You know, um, every time a vinyl is released of a Sega soundtrack, there's always like a news article about it. Always people going on Twitter, oh my goodness, they're still making vinyls, as if they they don't actually know. It's good publicity, it gets the word out there. Because, for example, the Sonic Mania vinyl that came out a few months back, obviously for Sonic Mania, which released in 2017 was a um, very good publicity stunt because it got a ton of people interested in the soundtrack and in general brought some eyes over to the actual game. But on top of that it was just a nice piece for the fans of the game. Which brings me on to my next... Actually no, it doesn't bring me on to my next point. That's uh, the third point. But another point that I have is many would argue that vinyls actually have better sound quality than other formats so it could be considered a high quality release. It has better audio than a CD, better audio than a cassette, so, you know, it's almost like a premium release of these soundtracks, obviously aside from like maybe a flak release, because it still probably sounds better than MP3 as well. But yeah, it's considered a premium physical release, whereas there's obviously higher qualities now with digital, but it's the best you can sort of get, so a lot of audio elitists think that more vinyl should be produced because, you know, they sound, they sound amazing. And my one of my personal favourite things about Sega vinyls is the fact that they make a great display item or collector's item. You know, you can show off a vinyl on your shelf and it looks great, obviously, if it's just any old music, but having, like, a specific Sega vinyl, like, specifically that Sonic Mania one, having a brand new game have a vinyl is such a cool shelf piece. And any, all of these games make great shelf pieces because they have great artwork on them, you know, the a Sega vinyl in 2017 and 2018 is already intriguing enough to make it a great shelf item, which is another point four in my opinion. But every good thing there also has to come a bad thing, so let's get into those three points against. Many people don't have a record player anymore, so won't be able to listen to the soundtracks in this form. Fairly self-explanatory, you know, most people thought, oh, record died ages ago, so I'm going to sell my record player. They're not realising that vinyl would have a massive sort of resurgence in these recent years, due, due to mainly hipsters and, um sort of audio nuts I guess yeah most or not most but quite a lot of people don't have a vinyl player anymore so they won't be able to listen to these new high quality soundtracks 
Another thing is the cost. The standard editions can be expensive enough, let alone the special editions which Betadisc quite often likes to release. Like for example that new Afterburner 2 soundtrack which they're releasing, it has like three different editions and they're all very expensive. But yes, that's my main issue with Sega releasing vinyl soundtracks. It, normally I find CDs to be too expensive as well, but vinyl they just hike the price up incredibly. Which is my main sort of gripe with it, I guess. And on top of that, um, another one which I think is actually my biggest reason against is some of the soundtracks released by Data Discs are often enhanced, and yet they're only available on vinyl. Once again, after Burner 2 comes to mind, I'll actually be playing you a track from that later on, but they remastered one of the tracks on there. So it's like a completely remastered version, but if it weren't for the SoundCloud release, it would only be available on the vinyl. Which is an issue because, um, well, Sonic Mania, the Sonic Mania one came with PS3s? PS3s? Sonic Mania one came with MP3s of the tracks, but the thing about that version was it had, like, specific ending points which weren't in-game. So, like, the track would have a ending which it didn't have before. If they weren't for those MP3s, those versions would sort of only be exclusive to vinyl. Which is my issue, they... Outside of those, like, two releases, a lot of the remastered tracks are exclusive to vinyl, which means unless you have a vinyl player, you're not going to be getting your hands on those tracks. Anyway, what's my conclusion? Did my three points for outweigh my three points against, or was it the other way around? Let's find out. So I really like the concept of putting old and new Sega music onto vinyls. Even just as, even just as a display piece, they look cool. And they also have a major bonus of being able to play higher quality versions of some awesome soundtracks. I believe that more Sega soundtracks on vinyl, or more Sega soundtracks should be released on vinyl, as it'd be a great thing. But no, I wouldn't want this to slow down the release of digitally distributed albums, has, as has been done in the past for games such as Sonic Mania. Because Sonic Mania was only just released on iTunes, like months after the game came out. Um, a lot of people are talking currently in the chat room. Let's see if any of them have to say something to, or have something to say about the topical thesis. Um. A lot of people like vinyl, as it seems. Jamie says the first vinyl I ever bought was the limited edition version of Sonic Mania by Data Discs. And uh, Electric Wiggly says CDs too expensive. What? It's like with Sega soundtracks; they make the CDs so stupidly expensive. Like, um, for example, they aren't CDs, but this was an MP3. Sonic Forces' soundtrack cost about twenty pound, which is ex expensive for a digital release. The CD costs somewhere around there as well, and I'm just thinking... I know it has three discs and all, but £20 is very steep for a CD. And unfortunately Sega tend to do that a lot of their soundtracks. They make them really expensive for no reason, which is why I say DVDs... CDs, sorry, are expensive. Jamie says data discs should do a digital versions of, or digital versions of their albums. Just do it as a code outside the packet, because I don't really want to open my Mania vinyl. But uh, yes, aside from that, I'm going to check Twitter. No one has said anything on Twitter. Because if you'd like to get in your opinion on Twitter, you could do just that. And you may be thinking, oh, what's Viper going to do? He's going to go into another music break just now. No, because it is time, my people. You, you already know what time it is, because it's the fourth block on an off-topic, and that can only mean one thing. Not multiple things, one thing. So let's get it ready. And here we go. Whoops, I didn't mean to do that. I meant to do that instead. That's better. 
Yes, it is time. It's time to see what my investors have to say about me. Do they say something great? Do they predict that I'll earn two million pounds this week? I've got a great one in here as well, but let's find out what they have to say. The first one comes from Mr. Ibrahim, who made. So, my name is Mr. Ibrahim, who made. I work in the bank. I get your contact from in get your contact from internet search. I hope that that you will not expose or betray this trust or confidence I am about to repose in you or opposing you for the benefit of both of our families. He doesn't like ex well, he doesn't like full stops. Also, yes, I have betrayed this trust because I have just revealed his business plan to me live on air. Whoops, I'm sorry, Ibrahim. Don't don't get on to me for this one. So he is in need of help or my help as a foreigner because he needs to transfer 15 million US dollars. He spells it out again into your account. Risk is completely 100% free, or sorry, percent 100 free. Please, I would like you to keep this proposal as top seat, whoops, and also note that you will have 40% of the men above mentioned fund, while 60% will be for me. If you agree to this transact, this business with me, I will give you full details of this transaction immediately. You notify me your interest by sending your data. So, all he wants to know is my full name, my country, my age, my occupation, my phone number, my office address, and a copy of my passport or ID card. Now, I'm not going to lie, this is quite a tempting offer. Only a single passport in exchange for wealth. Rich beyond my wildest dreams, but on the other hand, someone will probably use my name for drug trafficking. It's all worth it though, for probably about £4. Or maybe negative bank balance that I'll be seeing as of now. But yes, um, with that in mind, um, let's see what you, okay, you haven't really said that much in Discord. Um, our next email comes courtesy of Mrs. Julian Worker. Can I extend my luck even further? Can I make even more millions this segment? Let's find out. Okay, this isn't even in English. That's a great start. Let's translate it. Good day. I greet you in the Lord's almighty name, the giver of all good. Good day and compliments to the season. I know that this is true, that this letter may come as a surprise to you, yet I ask you humbly to give me your attention and hear me well. But I ask you to take a moment to review this message carefully, as the decision you make will go a long way to determine my future existence. I'm a 58-year-old widow from the United States, Las Vegas, working with the United Nations. Here we go, uh, here's the disease. I suffer from lung cancer and currently hospitals in the General Hospital... Burkina Faso as some funds inherited 14.5 million dollars oh I can pay so many people to host the resort with this and I need a very honest and God fearing who can pull the money back and then use the funds to charity work I want to give these funds to charity works I'd like to give the funds to charity works too but unfortunately I sense the only charity I'll be giving to is your own pocket in this case I found your email address from the internet for honest prayers to the Lord. Yes, the Topical Resort Gmail is well known for being an honest prayer to the Lord. Joking aside, of course, um, I'm not really sure why my email would be on a list of people who are Christian. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so let's let's skip ahead a bit because it's getting a bit boring. Uh, she wants me to use this money for churches, charities, orphanages, wi widows, and others who have needs. 
It's pretty good fun, to be honest. Oh, like, I'd agree with this if you weren't trying to scam me. These are my urgent replies so she can contact our lawyer and deposit receipt as the bank issued her a next family for instant transfer of money to the account in your country. Okay, uh, she wants me to take 40% just as the other guy did. 40% seems to be a common number. Well, 60% of the money will go to charity. Any delay in your reply may give me room to look for another good person for the same purpose. Please ensure that you act in accordance with what I provided here. I do not need any telephone communication in this regard because of my health doctors instructed. Uh, so she wants me to send an email to her private email address, which is actually different to the email address she sent it to me on, which is an AOL address. This is the Gmail address she wants me to send. Anyway, she signs it off. Thanks and be best blessed, your sister in the Lord, Mrs. Julian Worker. I feel blessed right now, but uh, I'm going to push my luck one last time as I go over to our good friend, Wayne Walker. Uh, this message, once again, isn't even in English, and it's actually in symbols. It's not even in sort of letters, but it's actually in Hebrew. Yes, a Hebrew scammer. Um, he Okay, so this is very poorly translated. I advocate Wayne Walker. Did you get the previous correspondence regarding the late Emil Fund estimated at 7.5 million? Has not yet been used. Please come back for further clarification and payment procedures. That's it. It's very vague. But um, yes, that is all I had in terms of spam. I, I think the spammers honestly listened to this show because at this point... Um, <laughs> They've started showing up on my actual email address, and um, not like my Green Viper 8 or my, you know, my internet email address. Like my real life email address has started getting these emails, which they never did before. I never got these before, but suddenly they've been going to my real life address, and um, they they copy me like invoices. They copy me insurance details, which I asked for. They're doing so much stuff for me, and I have to thank you. Scammers, I mean not scammers, I mean these people who are willingly giving me their money. I want to thank you so much, guys. But with that in mind, that is the end of the segment. Let's come back over to here. Let's stop that and let's play that. So that was incredibly odd, as usual. But yes, that was all the scammers we currently had on my email. Let's see what you guys had to say down in the Discord. It's a lot of praise the Lord, praise Jeebus, the Hebrew Hammer. Um, sure, I guess. We'll, we'll go with that. But uh, as for now, I think we should get into some more music. So I did say we were going to play a track from Data Discs for at least of Afterburner 2, because they put a preview track up on their SoundCloud, which was a remastered version. The main theme. So let's listen to that, and when we come back, we'll be back with a Discord call-in, where you can talk about anything you want since it's off-topic. But as for now, enjoy the music.
Resort, only on Radio Sega. an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section, subscribe to us on iTunes, or stream the show through Stitcher. Discord Call-In And welcome back to one more time to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega playing you any music we want because it's an off-topic episode which means we can talk about whatever we want as well. It's now time for the Discord call-in as our lovely announcer lady just told you and to join the Discord call-in, join discord grab a microphone, join the chill-out and from there you have a chance of being on the show. So um, I actually already have planned what I want to do but first let's go over what we just heard there. So that's a, what we just heard is in the last track was a relatively new track because it only released a few days ago. So from Hokotu Ga Gotoku, that was Receive You, North Star, which is the new Fistily, from the new Fistily North Star game made by the Accuser devs. And that is obviously a remix of the iconic Receive You theme, which is well known and probably the most iconic Yakuza track in general. It is a great track as well at that. And before that, from Afterburner 2, the Data Discs release, which will be releasing soon. That was Afterburner, Melody version, remastered. A absolutely great track. And now it is time for the Discord call-in, so who could I possibly drag on? Let's find out. And welcome to the show, Jamie. And welcome to the show, Shadix. Hello, hello, hello. 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 
Yes, I drug you well. I drugged on two people for once. How are you both doing today? Very well, good, sir. I'm, I'm yawning, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> and yourself, Jamie? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. So, um, do you two have anything that agreed that you'd sort of like to talk about today? Ooh, I tell you what, Bayonetta. That's 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 been on my mind since I bought it. Maybe because I've been playing it a lot. Okay, really. Sure. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, I've actually been a bit different with it. I've been bouncing between both games instead. So I did start out playing Bayonetta mostly about six hours in, and I've switched over to Bayonetta too. And it it feels really different for some reason. It's like it, combat-wise, uh, it flows a lot better, and it's a lot easier to pull off which time. Oh, I definitely. Don't know. I, I don't, yes, my waifu. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, I will, I will cut you. Spell it properly. I was I, gonna say, are the games on your mind, or is it hell? Who, who's on your mind? Miss uh, Crawford's took the. Um, she's on substitute bench right now. It's <laughs> a shame, but. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, so I guess, how have you been enjoying the Switch releases of the game specifically? Because, obviously, when we talked to Jamie... I believe we talked to you last week, didn't we, Jamie? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I went well, Obviously, Jamie didn't have the Switch release, but, um... Shaddix, you have, you have the Switch release, so uh, what's your experience with that version? Playing it, I've been playing it, actually, mostly wa- uh, docked, docked. I've done probably, like, two hours' worth on TV, but the majority of the time it's been undocked. The only thing, I know it was expected, but it does drain the battery a lot quicker than most games, even quicker than Zelda, I've noticed. I was playing it this morning, because I leave mine on charge all night, put it in my bag, then I get on the bus, I I only play it on a certain bus until I get to work, and it's a long route as well, so I play like an hour, probably an hour's worth, I'll be at about... 50% 50% it would have taken up most of that battery see the complete opposite to me because I've only really been playing in docked mode because mm. this is the personal thing like, I'm normally fine I love the Joy-Cons but when I was playing Bayonetta on the um, docked mode I personally found the buttons to be like a bit too small to be able to sort of like mash decently quickly uh, yeah, yeah 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 I know what you mean like I was, I was playing it yesterday at my sister's because I was minding my nephew, and you got them where you got mash why 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 why. I was moving the console, and I felt like I was going to break the Joy-Con grip bit, you know, on dark. Yeah. When it's undocked, so I felt like it was gonna, I was going to break it. I actually lifted it up once. I was like, shit. <laughs> oh, PG shit. Now I'm joking. It's nine o'clock. <laughs> nine o'clock. Yes. Indeed, but um, yeah, I I guess I I love the Joy Cons, but um, it just didn't feel right because especially Bayonetta two is a lot more mash heavy than the first game, so you sort of need to press a lot of buttons quickly, and I feel like that's just especially with how clicky the buttons are as well, it's just quite difficult on the Joy Cons, which is why I personally stuck to TV mode. But I've only really played like ten minutes of Bayonetta one on Switch because I only completed it recently, so I sort of don't really want to play it again. I think I've done. I think it. What did what did it say? Oh, my Switch is now stars in my bag. I think it said I did about seven hours worth. I've not actually completed it yet, but it said I've done about seven hours worth. I'm near the end. <laughs> I 
Oh, yeah, it does make a good point. Jamie really hasn't spoken much. Jamie, what's your opinion on this? No, say something, sir. Uh, what can I say? I don't have it on Switch. <laughs> do you have the? Do you have the Wii? You have the Wii U, right? Nope. No. No. No, I don't quite good. So how, how, how's the battery life on the uh, 360 version? Is it good? <laughs> <laughs> how's the frame rate? <laughs> you don't ask those questions. No, that you say I, that when it's on the PS3 version. I was really tempted to play that and compare and contrast because I've never played the PS3 version. I'm gonna have to get on their X website. I'm not gonna mention it to download oh. it. Oh, I'm now tempted to get the PS3 version now. Yeah. If you if you've watched the DF retro uh, analysis video, because they've done they've done com comparisons between the PS3, 360, and Wii U, they did this was this was before the Switch thing was even a thing anyway. So they. I bet, it, on there. I bet it played a lot better on the Wii U version. Yeah, the Wii U version at that was time, the yes. best version. Now the Switch version is the best version. Except for Pete. Except if you're playing it on PC. Well, no, because you're still missing out on the um, the costumes as well. Because even if you yes. don't like Nintendo, like everyone's. Like, I, I actually didn't know there was a Star Fox outfit in uh, Bayonetta two. Yeah, it's not I in never Bayonetta got that one. When I had... Was were they in the original? No, uh, uh, because I looked. No, I looked for it in the original and in the Switch release, yeah. and they're not there. So I was confused. I was like, I was like, because I played the. A Wii U version of Bayonetta 2, but I didn't get as far as I am right now. I, I, I'm not, I wasn't into it as much. As it, I wasn't. I think it was due to the console as well. I was just feeling, you know, there on it. So I, I eventually got rid of the Wii U dinner. So. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you gonna say, Jamie? Go, Jamie. Uh, go. I'm hugging up. <laughs> I'm just still waiting for uh, Tuesday with the release of Puyo Tetris. Ooh, that is a good, good re-release. Let's just talk about re-releases now. So go ahead and yeah. talk about Puyo Tetris. Puyo, Puyo. Puyo Tetris being that game that came out, it was it in Japan originally, that we waited for, what, two years on the, for the uh, PS? Hang on. Uh, I think it's longer than that. It was 20, yeah, four years, because it was 2013 it came out. Yeah. No, it was a lot later than that. Because Tetris... There was a PS3 version and there was a uh, Wii U version. Pia Tetris was 2013. 2014. Oh yeah, it was. It was right at the beginning of 2014. Or because it? It, also, it, because it also came out on the PS4 and everything in Japan before we got it. Mm. PS4, Xbox One. It's weird. They're both the very different releases, though. If you play the PS3 version, then go to the Switch. You'll notice that there isn't the quick menus that is in, that's present on the Switch uh, well, PS4 even, or PC even, version. No, even in the PS4 version, the quick menus aren't there. Any that? No, um, because the what I did with the Switch version was obviously. When ah. it was released in Japan, there wasn't originally a Switch version, so the yeah. Switch version adds in quite a few bits, and they refer to it in Japan as actually Puyo Puyo Tetris S, meaning like special, or obviously meaning Switch, but it also stands a special version, because it adds ah. in a few new features, like for example, it adds in cheat codes as well. Yeah, I really like the quick menus, it's just like if I'm on the bus on the way out on the way out or something, and I want to play quick Tetris, I just click on that and you're straight there, you don't have to like jump through menus. 
I haven't played Puyo Tetris in ages, because truth be told, I just like really haven't wanted to touch Puyo or Tetris. I got really burnt out of them because of how much I was playing them for a while. I'm still sort of like that, really. Presently with me, I've been playing a lot of forces. Uh. I'm broken. <laughs> yeah, broken. Um, I'm broken. I'll say, saying Sonic, I'm tempted to go back on Mania because I heard there was a Knuckles and Knuckles ending. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there yeah. is. A special... special graphic. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm not wanting to look up because I want to actually get it myself like I did with uh, the mm -hmm. uh, with the proper ending for Sonic. I was gonna yeah, say I like, that. Gonna myself. Personally, if you haven't done or if you haven't done a Knuckles run, definitely do it. But the thing is, I feel like it's really not worth it. Like, um, I don't know how much of a spoiler you count as it doesn't give anything away, but the ending is very short. And that's the mm. issue I have of it. Like, it doesn't feel worth it. Because obviously, and if you if you haven't done if you if you haven't done a knuckles run, then it's worth it. And if you haven't done a knuckles run recently, then it's worth it. But it's just like another playthrough for not really much more reward than actually doing just just a normal playthrough. I can't even remember if I did a knuckles one. I've done so Sonic, and I think I'm doing sales at the minute. I can't remember. I've done basically all the slots. And that sounds wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so many slots. Yeah, so How many are those planes. slots? So many planes. Um, yeah, I've done all the save slots. I've, <laughs> I've done everything possible. I've played multiplayer with my nephew, my niece. I've, I've, never, I've never played the multiplayer mode. And also, Jamie's yeah, now yeah. playing Sonic Mania. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've never played multiplayer, but I'll still say the best thing about multiplayer is still attacking Noble Mitsu Yoshi. Definitely. I've got the uh, files for that on my laptop. Not even. I, I, I just like I. I asked someone to send me the files for the mania, mania sound effects and all that, and I was just skimming through them, and you know, tack tack is there, and I'm like, sweet. I'm playing Sonic Mania for the first time with a keyboard. Oh. I actually quite like it. I find it quite nice. There's Which... even there's actually a dedicated like um, VO bit for him. So yeah, let's see what I've done. I've completed it as Sonic. I've completed it as Knuckles, and I'm up to Lava Leaf with Tails. Oh yeah. Also, um, one thing I should say is um, I posted it early, but I'm gonna repost it because I think it's just really good. This like. Obviously, I talked about that um, Sonic Mania Miku mod a few weeks ago, which I thought was really impressive. I think this is like 10,000 times more impressive. Take a look at this down in the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> I should add them to my um, to my radio DJ at some point. But yes, I... <laughs> uh, I think awesome. I see... Yeah, I think I've seen this before. Oh, I've uh, seen this, yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, Sonic Advance 2 mod for Sonic Mania, and it's like really I, I well done. That, it's a bit, I, I, I seen like an early image. Is, it, is this the early one or something, or is it? No, this is the new one. It's like, like recently released version. It has a lot more stages now. Oh, even Ooh. even has the graphics even been improved? Like when he, I think it was like when he was sliding or something. It was the, default. Um, back the, the character, the character oh, model. Yes, the character model is yeah. a separate mod. And so is the hard, but the actual stages are uh, the mod in this case. Mm-hmm. 
No, because when I was watching last time, some of the graphics still weren't changed. So, like, Sonic falling back, it would be his normal sprite. His well, mania like, sprite. The original video was his mania sprites. Like, didn't even uh, have the Advanced 2 mod at that point. Or the uh, mm -hmm. Advanced 2 character mod at that point on. It was just mania Sonic, which looks really weird. I do like that spin thing there. That's sweet. This is probably the best looking mod so far for many, because all we had lately is what bunch of uh, yeah, level mods, le level mods that were basically remapped, remappings of Green Hill to change it. Like, was it sk Sky <laughs> high, high and everything like that? And it's still playing Green Hill music, and the fact it's uh, not everything was the same as the original. Whoa, we changed it up because I mo I moved this flower one one space to the right. This, I, this I, is my I original level. Guess what this place is called? It's called Sand Hill Zone. Guess Whoa, what Green Hill is looking a lot more like Sand Hill Ooh. right now. <laughs> I hate this stage. Oh, what's it <laughs> I've never played that demo and just... I, I played that demo so much and I remembered hearing just all the time, Green Hill's looking a lot more like Sand Hill right now. Green Hill's looking a lot like, like Sand Hill Zone. Well, but when I think about sand the hill, I actually think of the snowboarding, like sandboarding. Bit yeah, from Sonic Adventure. Uh, Sonic Adventure. Yeah, so it technically hill. exists. It technically exists. Maybe it was a reference and we just didn't know it. <laughs> no, no, no. Sonic Team aren't that smart. No, they're not. This is true. They would never do such a callback to like a mini game bit. Where you have to go get a frog at the end of it. Especially a minigame where you only play as Tails, you don't even play as Sonic. In the main story, because you can play as Sonic in the uh, sub-menu, but you can't actually play as him in like the main game in that mission. I know it's dim, dimmed, but it's kind of like when they put, uh, was it, uh, Radical Highway in Sonic Generations. <laughs> and it's, Sonic wasn't even there in the first place. Parabolicism! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he was, because... Shadow is not a faker. Sonic <laughs> Shadow is a faker. Okay, right, so anyway, um, like, one but last thing you'd like tails, to talk about? Tails, Tails. Uh, yeah, like I was saying, Sonic Team's not smart. If they were smart, they'd give Sonic a few year break and actually try and convince Sega to do a new IP or go but back to an old they IP. They did that. They, they went away and then they came back and then it was shit. <laughs> yes, but could... Bruntly putting it, bruntly putting it. The thing is, the uh, last, from what Lovely. I can recall, the last original IP by Sega was that uh, was the mobile game, which I cannot remember the name of, but uh, everyone said it was really good. What mobile like, game? Um, oh, it was like they had like a propeller hat or something. I cannot remember their name for the life of me, but that was the last original new thing I remember Sega working on. Bayonetta. Oh yeah, well, I, I, I love that part when Bayonetta had a uh, propeller hat. Burning Rangers, please. <laughs> yes, of course. They're the Burning Rangers. Burning Rangers, go to the I've never thought, played that. I thought their last IP, one, IP was the uh, Look Lab. Uh, let me look it up. I can't remember the name Sonic of it. Team. But yeah, like a lot of people. Team, right? No, I think it's Sega. I can't remember who did it, but it was like really, really praised for ages. Um, the last. It's hard to believe Puyo Puyo Tetris was actually developed by Sonic Team. Rapid Run <laughs> would probably know what it is if he was here because he's a big um, 
big fan of these sorts of games. Uh, let's keep He's a here. big nerd. Yes. I'm just looking for Sonic Team right now. I don't um, think it's Sonic last Team. Actual new. Ah, oh, that that's what yeah. it's called. Uh, Hiroki. Hiroki. Oh. Actually, make. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was the winner of the App Store's Editor's Choice and the best game of 2015. Didn't Chain Chronicle get like taken down? It did, yes. Uh, so did uh, Sonic Runners, which was made by the same team. No, it wasn't. Actually, that's a lie. <laughs> but uh, it was a part of the same. They were doing like a big push for online only mobile games at that point, and Sonic Runners was unfortunately part of that. There's an anime as well. I might check that out. What the Chain Chronicle anime? Yeah, I didn't know <laughs> that was a thing. I, I didn't know that was a thing. I thought the closest Chain Chronicle anime there was was the Sega Hard Girls episode. But you and you didn't know that. You didn't know that was that was a thing. No, I didn't know there was a Chain Chronicle oh. anime. This this goes back to 1994. The OVA. By I don't know this Jumanji. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it's not. It's not the it's Jumanji not OVA. <laughs> it's not. It's not actually <laughs> pronounced that, but it's got an accent on it. No, um, what what I'd what I'd like to more. see from from Sonic Team is with the success of Puyo Tetris in the West, uh, we released Puyo Puyo Chronicle for the uh, Switch. Mm. That's true, not, that, that not, could be, that's the RPG. Thing. Yeah, there's not even a fucking, swearing now. Um, yeah, you not, are, <laughs> rip, rip PG rating. Bad one. I am, I am old, leave me alone, I'm an old, bitter, angry man. Uh, yeah, there's not like a Wikipedia page for this game. But who reads Wikipedia? Oh. Yeah, Wikipedia, who can believe what it says on their site? Yeah, Wikipedia's for nerds. What's this Jumanji animated series? Oh god, no. <laughs> no. Don't remind me of that. Uh, Puyo Nexus. Oh yeah, that works nice. It's like, it's like a... Uh, I'm probably wrong here, but I think it's the first Puyo game to use 3D models. Well, not 3D models for the Puyo, but like 3D models for the characters, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because Puyo Fever used um, 3D models oh, God, for the Puyo, but not the characters. I don't know. Did that Puyo dancing game have 3D models? Probably. Because I don't feel like you could do a dancing game without 3D models. <laughs> I feel like that's too <laughs> difficult. So what is it, it with yeah? So what is it with uh, Puyo Chronicle? It plays like Puyo, but with uh, RPG elements. Yeah, like um, I guess it's sort of instead of battling, you play Puyo or something. I don't know. It I has, don't like, know what words as well. Yeah, quite quite a few get. It would do good for the casual market because if you look on Android and iOS, there's quite a few uh, puzzle games that have RPG elements thrown into them. Doesn't Best. everything have like an RPG element chucked These into them days, nowadays? Yes. I mean, look at Assassin's Creed Origins, even that has an RPG light system. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically everything's an RPG these days. Mm -hmm, pretty much. Uh, why is this image not loading? Oh, say, say, Sonic Team made a game called Yutakumi575. Uh, by the looks of it, it seems to be a generic sort of idol simulator. I'm really confused this... as to why Sonic Team made this. 
I can't. I was kind of hoping it would have been like a gun gal, but it's not. Oh, it's, it's just looks boring, boring high school anime. Brilliant. And it's fun. <laughs> not. Oh, yes. I think I've come and cut cost this before. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, I think. Sorry. Sorry. Gone. <laughs> oh no. Mm -hmm. Okay. I said go I, on. I, I thought it was Jamie. <laughs> no, I thought it was you. I don't know. No, we can't come to an agreement, so let's end it while we're going strong. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, thanks so much, you two, for coming on the show. Uh, any final things you'd like to say before I drag you back to the chill out? I love you all. Okay. I hate you all. <laughs> Incredible. Thanks for coming on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jamie and Chadix, and that was the Discord call-in. And now it is time for the Toppy Mix, and the Toppy Mix where I play you a non or a safe track not related to the topic of the episode. A remix relating to the topic of the episode, any non Sega track not relating to the topic of the episode. As of, as always, our remix for this op-topic episode is going to be of Tropical Resort, because that's what we always do. Be before that, we got a tr another track from Sonic Colors, actually. I really like this track, and I had to play it for this block. And after that, we got a, um... We got some music from a little, small... Little, small, humble RPG on the Nintendo Switch. Also from a great developer, and it has some great music. So we're going to have you all that right in the next block, but as for now, enjoy the Toppy Mix. Let's get scratching. The Toppy Mix.
Hey baby, wanna take a ride to your tropical resort? Gonna take some time to get an OEM break down your cosmic wall. All we need is a room for two and a glass of cheap champagne. We'll lay some tasty grooves and you're never gonna be the same. Just relax and don't be shy and make sure you're comfortable. In a minute I'll breathe you in and break down your cosmic wall. Some lovin's all you need There ain't time to go real slow So we gotta go faster Else we won't last And once it's all past They'll break down your cosmic wall Hey, you wanna get right here now Where we were we gonna do this? On the couch or on the table We're a people toast, yeah Why not take off both the shoes and socks? Yeah.
One last time, welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was from, well, it was a rather excellent track from Kamiko, which is a sort of like, sort of Zelda clone-ish game for the Nintendo Switch. Very cute, 2D styled, gorgeous by the way, and also has gorgeous music. That was The Sunken Relics, and it, it's a great track. Before that was a track which I didn't realise was not, I didn't realise was, um as not PG as it was, because I listened to about a minute of it and I thought, oh, this is a good track, and then, um, clearly after, I should have listened after a minute, because although it didn't swear and technically didn't say anything explicit, um, the tones were there, that's <laughs> all I'm going to say, but uh, it's a great track anyway, but that was, um, the Sonic Zone Remix Competition 2014, more specifically a track by Tubers McGee, that was Break Down Your Cosmic Wall, which was a mashup of Tropical Resort and Cosmic Wall, obviously. And before that, kicking off the block was a track from the Wii version of Sonic Colors. That was Planet Wisp Zone Act 2. A tune, I obviously prefer Act 1, but Act 2 is also a very nice track that doesn't get enough appreciation, I'd say. So you've already heard what I have to say, you've already heard me blab on enough for this week. But I'm sure you'd like to know what I'm going to blab on about next week. So, um, since it's the beginning of March, 
that means, or this is something you've all been wanting to know, since it's the last off-topic episode, when does the show end? And that's a good question, because um, heading into the month of March, we will see, we'll see out the show until the end of March, meaning the last episode will be on the 30th of March of Season 1 of the Topical Resort, meaning Season 2 will be coming around mid to late June. I'm looking very much forward to bringing it back, hopefully with some new segments and stuff, but yes, we have five more episodes left after this of the Season 1 of Topical Resorts. Make sure to make it count if you enjoy the show. You know, be sure to listen in live if you enjoy it, but you can't make it live, then listen to a podcast, you know. Make sure you make the most of it while it's still here if you enjoy the show, because it might not be around, at least in for Season 1, for much longer. But yes, yeah, so as for next week... Well, it's time we got back into those pesky listener requests, because funnily enough, you guys want to influence what I talk about on the show. So I guess uh, I should probably stop your complaining and I should get around to doing some of your episodes. With that in mind, what are we going to be looking at next week? And well, we're going to be going back to a lovely old electric boogaloo request, as next week on the Topical Resort, we take a look at Sega's lineup on the Model 2. For those you don't know, the Model 2 was an arcade board, and it's probably the most famous of the model... Uh, line of arcade boards that Sega made and it's got some great games on it it's got stuff such as Virtua Fighter 2, Fighting Vipers, Sonic the Fighters Daytona USA 1, um, House of the Dead 1 uh, the, the Cyber Troopers Virtual On, some absolutely great games with some great soundtracks on there that we get into, get into play you next week and also speaking of next week next week despite the fact I said there would only be one more episode this season Next week, once again, sees the return of the Topical Presort on twitch.tv forward slash thegreenviper8 where I'll be playing you some of the games available on the Model 2. Not all of them, but some of them. But as for now, I've been Green Viper 8. You guys have been Shadix Croft, myself, Electric Boogaloo, Mirko, Ai, Doomgirl, um, who else have you been? You've been Jamie. You have been, um... Lost Impact, you have been Mick, you have been a few other people mainly, but I, I can't see any of you. If I've missed you out, be sure to call me out, but um, for the most part, I think that was everyone who was sort of in the chat room, so uh, thank you so much to everyone who has been listening. Oh yes, and also Wave Runner, that was on the Model 2, thank you for reminding me, Electric Boogaloo. Yes, uh, thank you so much for listening, and we're going to end off the show in a different way, because we normally don't do this, but we're going to end off the show with two tracks... You can end you off with one which Lost Impact will like, because I really like this track as well. Um, although, she won't like it as much as um, another track from said game, but it is still a pretty good vocal track. But before that, we actually got another song, which... We, we play this song quite a bit, but um, it's always an appropriate ending theme. And uh, this one goes out to a uh, fallen RS comrade today, so um, that's all I'm really going to say on the subject. But uh, this one goes out to you, good sir. That's for now. I've been Green Vaporate. You all have been awesome. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay topical.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.